Last season on the Black Equity Podcast, we invited all Black-owned streaming services to appear on our program. As of today, only one has agreed to come on our podcast. We are truly honored and grateful to welcome Rodney Reynolds of American Legacy Network on our podcast as he educates us on equity in business, building a brand, and why his platform has become more valuable than ever before. This episode is brought to you by the Black Equity Network, your number one source for authentic strategic partnerships. I'm your host, DJ Moultrie. Welcome to the Black Equity Podcast. Want more access to the Black Equity Network? Perfect. I have just a solution for you. I want you to text 669-238-2434. Once again, that's 669-238-2434. I want you to text the keyword Black Equity to 669-238-2434. Now, what is that going to do? That's going to give you access to our personal Rolodex of business contacts. So every time that we have a potential business partnership, a business opportunity, someone says, hey, I want you to let people know about a job opportunity, we're going to send a message out to everybody who has text Black Equity to 669-238-2434. If I were you, I would send a text message right now. Back to the show. Network. Really excited about this conversation. Rodney, are yeah, you there? I'm here. Now, I know we were uh, had a recent episode about uh, black streaming companies, and we are the head of a black streaming company. Tell us a little bit about who you are and your background. Well, I my name is Reynolds, launched American Legacy Magazine, a black history and culture magazine in 1995, which we published for 16 years. 
Uh, total readership was close, a little bit over 2 million readers. Uh, it was published quarterly. Um, we've also developed other products from the magazine, uh, a Black History um, mobile truck exhibit that we continue to uh, produce today. It travels around the country. We have various exhibits uh, that will be traveling the country next year, one sponsored by the NHL and another exhibit that we're doing uh, celebrating the 75th anniversary of the CIAA tournament, which is sponsored by Toyota. Um, and then we also have a board game um, based on the magazine that we developed and Black History curriculum. So every product that we develop um, over the last now 25 years have really celebrated Black history and culture. And that's what American Legacy Network does as well. So when did the actual streaming platform launch? Hello? Yes. So when did the actual streaming platform launch? We launched the uh, streaming platform officially uh, in August 2018. Uh, And um, we've been... You know, it, we've been growing it steadily over the past uh, year or so, uh, looking at the demographics, looking at the content, seeing what types of content people like, what they enjoy, um, um, and seeing what their response has been to it. You know, it's, you know, the kind of content that we stream, uh, you probably will not see on you know, Netflix or Hulu, they don't really concentrate on things that kind of celebrate our history and culture. Um, we stream classic black films, uh, black history documentaries. We have some original programs. Um, it runs the gamut, but it generally all celebrates black history and culture. So this is uh, an extension of what you've already been doing. Yes. Like you said, 25 years. 25 right? years. Uh, 2020 uh, represents the 25th anniversary of the American Legacy brand. So we've been out here for the past 25 years producing products and marketing products that celebrate Black history and culture. I love it. So 25 years ago, what birthed this idea? What was going on? 25 years ago that said we need to launch this magazine we need to put these products out here for uh our community and then of course now uh within the last year or two looking at the streaming platform what launched all this what are the roots of the company well the the roots really began many years ago growing up in i grew up in cleveland ohio uh attended the university of cincinnati um started my first magazine in 1980, um, and then started another magazine, and then really saw that there was a huge appetite for Black history and culture, and wanted to to launch a national magazine that celebrated Black history. Uh, and so I um, was able to um, initially develop a joint venture partnership with Forbes magazine uh, as a partner uh, to launch American Legacy. Uh, we published a pilot issue in 1995 and then launched it as a quarterly in 1996. 
And how long did that strategic partnership last, or is it still going on today? The magazine? Well, you say you uh, had a strategic partnership with... Oh, Ford, right. right. Yeah, that partnership ended in uh, 2009. Yeah. Okay. How... how Because one of the things we talked about on the podcast before is how important strategic partnerships are. How important was that strategic partnership and just gen- uh, strategic partnerships in general to the success of your company? Well, the, the uh, initially it was it was it was very important. We had a great relationship uh, with Forbes. Uh, matter of fact, one of the Forbes brothers is an investor in uh, American Legacy Network. So our relationship, nice. you know, um, was very good. It was a very good strategic partnership, joint venture. Um, it allowed us initially um, the funding that we needed to launch American Legacy, and it, it gave us um, some back office operations that we could utilize when we launched American Legacy until we started hiring our own independent staff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, what's, more, what, what's really important is that when you have a strategic partner, you got to have one who wants to see you grow and who wants to... Yeah who is really looking out for your, your best interests, you know, and really believe in what you're trying to achieve, you know? And so it's important that you have the right strategic partner uh, involved with your business. So as we enter 2020, what are some of those strategic partnerships that would be something that you would be interested in, in pursuing or, or having people reach out to you? Are there uh, certain types of strategic partnerships you could foresee for 2020 and going forward? Well, for us, um, we're looking at um, a number of things um, as we go into 2020, um, building our audience for our streaming business, um, widening our, our, um, you know, our, our marketing efforts in terms of securing subscribers to American Legacy Network, uh, producing additional content. So we're always looking for, you know, uh, to reach uh, independent producers and filmmakers uh, who are producing content that is right in line with what we're doing with American Legacy Network. Um, Then we're also going to be expanding, you know, our own efforts to um, build and increase, um, you know, our line of business in the mobile experiential business, doing more mobile truck exhibits, American legacy branded kind of exhibit. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to some great things happening with, uh, you know, our brand in general, not only our mobile truck, um, we're looking to um, looking at some other, opportunities that exist from a marketing standpoint with our board game and, um, and continuing to build and enhance our streaming business. Now on a recent episode, we did have a, a black owned talent agency that works with writers, works with producers, works with actors. Uh, so for, I know that audience may be listening what types of content are you looking to collaborate with as far as working with those producers and working with those writers? What are we looking for for American Legacy? Well, we're looking for content that 
basically is black history oriented or has some type of black history perspective woven into the content, you know, so it could be a, it could be a film, it could be a documentary, um, but something that not only is entertaining, but educational, empowering and enlightening. And it's, is and, 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 and really kind of looks at black history and culture. So it runs the gamut. It doesn't have to be a specific area per se, awesome. but you know, we, we do like to stream content that celebrates our history and our culture. And I think if you look at the kind of content that we're currently streaming, mm-hmm. see that we achieve that with the content that we have on the, on the platform. Now you talked about your mobile exhibits and I know uh, before we talked about you coming to show, potentially coming out here to check out your mobile exhibit. What am I to expect? What, what is your mobile exhibit? Tell me more about it. And how has it been effective for you over the years? Well, for the past 12 years, uh, we, we launched our initial mobile truck exhibit in 2008. Uh, and basically what we've done, we took a 18-wheel tractor trailer and converted it into a museum. And oh. so it, tra- it, wow. it, will travel, it travels all over the country. So what I'm talking about is inside of a mobile truck. It's inside of an actual truck and it's a museum. And so we, we've done, you know, uh, exhibits that kind of celebrate black history through the pages of American legacy. Um, Toyota sponsored our 10th anniversary tour that we did in 2018, where we looked at, you know, sports, and we looked at the past 100 years in sports and in Black history. And then this past February, uh, the National Hockey League, we did a tour to six teams, seven teams, NHL teams, um, and it celebrated 200 years of Black achievement in the sport of hockey. Wow. Yeah. And so this coming in 2020, we're doing a three-month tour. It kicks off in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weekend of January 10th. And this year, in 2020, um, we're taking the mobile truck exhibit to 15 teams um, around the country. Wow. You said 15 yeah. teams. 15, yeah. Wow, that's going yeah, to that, be fun. Yeah. We'll be there with the, the Washington, uh, um, the team in Washington, the Washington Capitals. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be in Nashville with the Predators, the New Jersey Devils. Um, the list goes on and on. We're, we're taking the truck out to California this year. It's going to be in Anaheim and L.A. and San Jose. Uh, Dallas uh, is going to be in Arizona. It's going to be in Seattle where they have – where they are going to be um, launching an expansion team in the NHL. Uh, so it's a real exciting tour, and um, it'll be out there uh, for three months between uh, January and March 2020. That's really exciting. So when no, when when someone's experiencing uh, the museum for the first time, what are some of the reactions when they, they have this experience? Well, number one, they are – shocked to walk inside of a truck and see you know 
an actual sort of museum, an exhibit that is showcasing Black history, uh, whether it's celebrating hockey or celebrating uh, the one that we're doing for the CIAA's, the 75th anniversary of the CIAA tournament, or whether it's celebrating different periods and times in Black history. Um, we have, you know, we rotate the exhibits okay. on board the truck. So, you know, we may, in one exhibit, focus on, say, uh, the Buffalo Soldiers, or we <laughs> may purchase, we did an exhibit one year that was celebrating the 50th anniversary of the, um, the Black Panther Party. So it just, you know, it rotates, but it's all about Black history and culture looking at it through the pages of American Legacy, combined with special exhibits that we might have on board uh, the truck at that particular time. I love that. I love that. I can't wait to see uh, the exhibit you have when I come up, uh, when you come down to Charlotte and checking that out. I'm really excited. Yeah, about that. you're going to love it. It's it's. Um, and then what we're doing with that particular exhibit, once we're at the, the Fan Fest in Charlotte uh, for two days, then we're going to visit throughout the month of March. We're going to be visiting uh, the 13 member schools of the CIAA. So okay. like Johnson C. Smith, Shaw, Winston-Salem. Uh, we're going to be visiting. We're going to be spending a day at each of those schools throughout the month of March to showcase this particular vehicle. Awesome. Awesome. Now, you also mentioned uh, the board game. Tell me a little bit more about the board game and how that also helps with your marketing efforts. Well, the board game, uh, we we wanted a way of, you know, it, it was just an extension of what we did with the magazine. And so um, I went out and I hired some board game developers and we came up with a, a game that um, people could play um, to learn and to teach black history and culture in their home with their families. Mm-hmm. And so we've sold roughly about 10,000 copies of this board game. Uh, and so we're now looking for additional opportunities to um, produce more of the games and, you know, love to get it into some of the, the bigger retail outlets around the country. But uh, every time we produce it, we sell out of it. Uh, <laughs> people love it, you know, which is a good thing. Yeah, that's a great thing to, yeah. know, to know that people are actually valuing what you're putting out there is always a great thing in business. Well, if it's entertaining and it's in the, the game that we developed is, is very entertaining and I'll certainly send you some information on it so you can see, you know, exactly what we're talking about. But it's, you know, it's a very entertaining game. Uh, it's a way to not only entertain yourself, but to enjoy yourself with your family and learn something about your history and culture at the same time. If you are a Black-owned business or an investor and you would like to advertise on our show, go ahead and send us a message at djm at djmoultrie.com. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I look forward to seeing that as well. Uh, It it sounds like you have really built a world, a universe uh, that really celebrates Black culture. And I wonder why more people aren't talking about this company. I'm glad we're having you on to talk about your company and highlight, but I wonder why people aren't talking about it more. They talk about Hulu and Netflix, but why, why aren't we supporting our own? 
Well, that's <laughs> that's the million dollar question. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I'm here for. Well, you know, <laughs> we 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 you know we really I mean for I don't know the first fifteen years of our brand, you know, when we were publishing the magazine, we got a lot of publicity. We you know we you know we grew the magazine to a certain level, um, and as I mentioned, all the products that we've developed from the magazine and those products kind of celebrate our history and culture as well. Um, but, you know, when it comes to black history, black history is not sexy per se. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think people, you know, while they are interested in history, you know, it's not, um, it's not the most sexiest thing to be, to, to, to want to know of, or, you know, you have a certain segment of the population who wants to be informed, who wants to be educated, who wants to be empowered. And so like anything, you find out what audience is, is attracted to the products that you're developing and you go and you target those particular audiences. And so it, it takes a while. It's a process. You know, um, you know, to 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 build whatever platform that you're that you're building. Um, But, you know, history is not the most sexiest of things, you know. Well, what we could do, because I love what you have built, is that now we also need to look at as a culture, black future. Yes. Yeah. And so some of the content creators who may be reaching out to you, and I know they're listening to the show right now, what they could do is, you know, mix in, you know, what I really love are shows like, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with like Black Lightning, where uh, they they talk about a lot of Black history, but then it's also futuristic in, you know, being, you know, Black superheroes. Right, right. So, if we can mix in, like you said, you know, the whole gamut, if we can mix in, hey, there is black history here, but then we're also looking towards the future. And then people sending that content and working with you, it then creates potentially that sexy factor of, wow. Yeah, right. You know, let's, right. Let's, right. Look at where we're headed. Right. Uh, uh, along we, with where we've been. Right. And that's and that's that and that's important, you know. Um, you know, now we do have one thing that has helped me uh, along in this journey is that I have two sons who are millennials. And so, you know, one is 32, one is, thir- one is 31, one is 30. Okay. And they have helped me navigate this particular landscape. So one of my sons is a producer. Um, he also um, hosts a show that we've developed uh, called Conversations with Greatness, okay. uh, where he interviews icons in Black history and culture and basically introduces them to the millennial audience. And so that's one of the ways that we're looking at connecting with that younger audience, you know, by having uh, people who look like them hosting particular shows on our streaming platform. Yes. Yeah, that that's key. I, you know, I have a lot of ideas flowing through. I might have to submit some ideas for for production work as well because I really 
love the work that you're doing and I love the vision uh, of your company. What, what do you see going forward now as we enter a new decade? You have a streaming platform uh, that is uh, easily accessible. Well, well, where are we headed for the next well, decade? I, I, <laughs> I think it's, you know, overall, I mean, the landscape and the way that consumers are now, um, you know, uh, the way people are consuming their, 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 um, their, you know, watching, not only watching television, but watching content and programming has changed dramatically. You know, a lot of people are cutting the cord. They no longer have cable. They only have streaming services. I know a lot of the millennials live by that. You know, they don't have cable. They have, you know, they may have three or four different streaming services that they subscribe to, which when you bundle them, it's much less than having a monthly cable bill. You know, so the way that people are watching their programs today has changed. And we have to keep up to date with that. We have to be able to, you know, have our platform available um, on those particular kind of platforms. So we're, you know, right now we're, we're available uh, via Android and the iPad and I, iPhone and, and web, but we're in the process of developing a Roku and Apple TV um, uh, application as well. Um, because we know that, you know, people want to be able to uh, be able to engage and experience our platform in those environments. And so we're working towards that as well. But the whole landscape is changing. It's, you know, digital has changed our world. Uh, it forced us from, from trans to, from, to transition from a, a print brand, totally a print brand, to now a digital brand. And I think that it's going to continue to grow and, and continue to explode. And, and it's going to be, I think there's areas, you know, everyone doesn't have to be a Hulu or Netflix. And so I think there's room for growth for streaming services who are niche oriented like yeah. mine, Yeah, you know, I agree. And so, yeah. And so, I mean, while I'd love to have 50 million subscribers, <laughs> <laughs> my business model, I don't have to have that to, yeah. in order to be able to produce a great product, you know? Yeah. But so I think there's room and I think people are moving in that direction while, yeah, they got, you know, they got Netflix and they got, they may have Hulu or something else or Disney plus or whatever. But then if there's a streaming services that a service that has, that is really reaching them and talking to them and talking about them uh, and providing content that, like I said, not only entertains them, but empowers them and educates them and enlightens them about their history and culture. I think they'll, you know, uh, go in that direction as well. I agree. Now your company has been around for the last 25 years. So I can't let you go without asking this. What has been, uh, especially with you studying uh, Black history, and sometimes history is happening now, right? Sometimes Black right. history is happening well, history, current. History happens every day. Every day. Yeah. So how big was it, you know, 
being a platform, uh, even you know, as a magazine, as a streaming company, when the president of the United States happened to look like you and I, how big of a moment was that and how did that impact your company? Um, I, it was a big moment in history, certainly. And uh, in 2009, we featured um, uh, President Obama on the cover of American Legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I think it was you know it was a it was a a great moment uh, for our history for our country. Um, did it? move the needle for black Americans mm-hmm. uh, from an economic standpoint. Um, I'm not totally sure. Um, you know, I, did people invest more in black owned companies and, and because we had a black president, I'm not really sure. It seems like uh, we're doing that now more so during the actual eight years well you know it's a yeah it's it's an interesting kind of dynamic um you know there's i think you know i think once people become more um educated about their history and culture and then you know wanting to support economically you know, black businesses. I mean, we have to continually educate our community about the need to support our black businesses, our black institutions, our black schools. Um, because if we don't, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And it's so important that, from an equity standpoint, you know, I, I you know, it's, I had people say to me um, last year. Boy, if everybody that went to go see uh, uh, Black Panther <laughs> subscribe to your streaming network, oh, you know you'd be you'd be you have a big 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 platform there. So it's an education process to people. You know, we've been we've been sort of brainwashed to be consumers, you know, and consume other products, but not to be owners or have an equity, you know, or look at the opportunity to have an equity, you know, position in a company, you know, I mean, I don't know if we're, 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 we're heading in that direction, but it's taken us, I think it's taken us, you know, a a much slower time to get there. So how did you know to, to, for lack of a better phrase, to play the, about ownership who who laid that wisdom on you or did you pick it up yourself Where did well I- no i i i picked it up from i there was a, a gentleman one of my uh fraternity brothers his father was heavily involved in the cleveland business league okay. and he always talked to us about being in business and encouraging us to be in business to to, to develop a company uh, to, to, that we could own ourselves. And he was always encouraging us to do that. And then once I got involved in that and I saw the things that John Johnson was doing, 
um, what Earl Graves was doing from a print magazine standpoint. I looked at it as something that I could do, and I just went towards, you know, moving in that direction and putting the foundation together and the pieces and parts together to do that. But the hardest thing to do um, when you own a business, uh, especially if you own a business that you need to raise capital for, is to raise capital. You know, I used to go places and they say, "What are the what is the what what are the what are the three most important things that you you need when you go into business?" And I was always say, "Capital." I say, "Money, money, and more money." <laughs> right. You know, because you need a good capital foundation, and we don't have access to capital like mm-hmm. our counterparts. You know, we just don't. You know, and so it becomes a difficult role, you know. And I think if you talk to any black business owner, there's one common, you know, um, thread amongst the whole group. And that would be capital, having access to capital, you know, bank financing or, you know, a lot of times our businesses can't get bank financing. So we have to find alternative ways to raise capital. You know, can we go to the private equity markets? You know, can we sell stock? If we offer stock, will anybody in our community purchase stock? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's a tough, it's a tough environment. You know, for anybody, depending mm-hmm. on whatever, no matter what kind of business you're in, I'm sure, you know, it's it's a tough, it's a tough landscape. Yet here you are, you, you have your company, you are uh, making moves within the culture. And what do you say to an up and coming entrepreneur, maybe in a whole different sector? What are some of the pieces of wisdom that we can provide to them? as they begin their entrepreneurial journey? Um, the biggest thing I can say is keep dreaming your dreams. Mm-hmm. And and don't, you know, you're going to run into obstacles. Um, there's peaks and valleys. But don't give up on your dream and don't give up on yourself. You know, and don't let the naysayers, because people are going to say, oh, you can't do that or you can't do that. You know, this or that. Well, don't don't get caught up in that. Keep moving, you know, towards your dream. Prepare yourself. Build a foundation. Um, you know, produce quality work. Produce quality. So you know, so that they can't say, "Well, I didn't," you know, "I didn't buy their product because it wasn't quality." Right. You know, right? Produce a quality product that you can, you know put next to anybody else out there, you know, um, those are the important things, but you got to believe in yourself and, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta dream. And a lot of times our children and youth today don't even have a dream. They can't see themselves, you know, owning a business or doing this or doing that, you know, um, they don't have a dream. So the first thing you got to do is have a dream, you know, and pursue your passion. 
it's important that you pursue your passion because, you know, we only get one shot through this thing called life. <laughs> and so you want to be happy. Yeah. We want to make money. I mean, we're, you know, we're, <laughs> we're in business to make money, of course. But I know a lot of people who get stuck in corporate America working and are not happy. They got money, mm-hmm. but they're not because they never pursued their passion. What's the happiest part about what you do on a daily basis? Oh, <laughs> you know, I got to bring the tough questions. <laughs> <laughs> the happiest part. Um, I, I mean, for me, I, I, I enjoy the reaction that our products, uh, whether okay. it's, when somebody visits the mobile truck exhibit, I know that I, you know, there's nothing better than seeing a, a a kindergartner or a first or second grader or somebody who's 95 come on board the truck and their light and their eyes light up. Mm-hmm. Okay. You see the light bulb go on. Um, there's no better feeling than to hand somebody, um, you know, a copy of your magazine and they say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I learned something when I picked up that magazine. Um, so I I really get fulfilled by the reaction to the products that we produce from our audience, you know, from that standpoint. Because I'm- then I know, I know that we're, you know, we're, we're reaching our mark, we're hitting our mark, uh, when we 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 uh, receive those kind of reactions, I'll be honest with you. When I first heard of uh, American Legacy, and I went to go download the app and, and just be a part of it, I said, "Wow, there's so much um, there's so much value in this content. There's so much value in this platform." And you know, part of doing this podcast, one of the exciting things for me is getting to, for me, get to discover what's already out here. And sometimes, you know, people, you know, don't realize that every day somebody new is discovering you. Yeah. And so, you know, when I got a chance to discover you, even though you've already been here 25 years, but I had a chance to, you know, discover all the work that you're doing. I'm saying, wow, why didn't anyone tell me, you know? And so I was so excited uh to even have this conversation because i want our audience to know that hey there's a home here the content is sitting right there for you all you got to do is pick it up and it's great content you know um you know i we're streaming a and it's so important to you know we're streaming a a a documentary now on a philip randolph and I mean, everyone, you know, you hear of a, you heard of a Philip Randolph, but I didn't know until I really looked at that documentary to what degree he had an impact on our lives today. Now, what was the name of the, Whether, the documentary? I think we might have missed it. It's a Philip oh, Randolph okay. uh, for jobs and freedom. Okay. And um, in 1919, he was considered the most dangerous black person in America mm. because of the things that he was doing. He was, he organized the Pullman Porters um, Union. He 
helped integrate the armed forces. He helped integrate government workers. And the March on Washington, he was basically the organizer of that 1963 March on Washington. He not only gave the first speech, but he also introduced Dr. Martin Luther King at the end. And so A. Philip Randolph really was a pioneer in our our history, uh, in our community. And I just didn't know to what degree he was and the impact that he had, you know, uh, on our, on our, on our landscape. A lot of people talk about some of the, those civil rights leaders uh, and often what, what gets lost in history are the uh, financiers, the backers, the people in the background who help, you know, move that movement, maybe not with a, a face out front, they were literally there, right. all, you know, right beside. And so, right, right. Uh, it's good to learn about some of those other figures who are who are movers and shakers within the culture. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, I mean, you no, know, human nature always says, you know, you know, we recognize the the people who are out front or who are celebrities or who, but there's always people in the background. You know, there's so many more people in the background who are doing things and and uh, which enabled the movement to move forward, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I, you know, there's such, there's so much rich content that um, we have streaming on the, on the platform right now. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we, we have the platform and that we're able to, provide the kind of content that we have um, because it, it enhances, I think not only that our, 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 our children and our youth need to be exposed to it, but we need to continually expose ourselves to it as well. Now, how do people, if they want to be a part of this content and be able, like you said, producers, writers, what is that process of working with your company and how can we help facilitate bringing those people to you uh, for the future? Well, basically all they have to do is reach out to us. You know, they can, uh, they can, you know, send us an email at American legacy network, uh, 19 at, uh, gmail.com. Um, they can send us an, an email. They can reach us through, um, any of our platforms, uh, social media platforms, uh, whether it's um, Instagram or they can reach us through uh, Facebook or Twitter. Um, but, you know, the best way to contact us directly is through our email address, uh, uh, American Legacy Network 19 at gmail.com. And is there going to be a schedule up for when the exhibit will be touring? Is that already up? Yeah. Yes, we'll be, that'll be posted on our Facebook pages. Okay. Uh, we have a mobile truck page for, um, on Facebook. And so uh, when the exhibits, we'll be doing a lot of promotion around the, uh, the exhibits uh, when they launch and uh, what the schedule is going to be. So, you know, keep an eye out via social media uh, on the schedule for the, both of the 
the NHL and the CIA AA, uh, uh, tour. Now, I know somebody is also saying, hey, what about that board game? How do I get access to the board game? So what's the best way to do that? Well, they can write us um, at okay. um, uh, American Legacy Network uh, 19. Uh, we are looking at some additional options now to manufacture more of the board okay. games. And so um, we're, we're, we're looking at uh, uh, those particular options. And so we hope to start uh, remanufacturing in a couple of months with the board game as well. Rodney Reynolds of American Legacy Network. We are so grateful to have had this conversation with you. Now, you know, the doors are open for you to come back uh, have continue having the conversation, especially as maybe new uh, content is released on the platform or new initiatives are announced. We would love to continue having this co- conversation because we understand how vital it is to have uh, our own streaming companies with our own content and telling our own narratives. And, and if, like you said, if we don't support one another, nobody else will. And so that's uh, true. The doors are open that's to true. come back and continue this conversation here on the Black Equity Podcast. Well, I appreciate it and appreciate the opportunity to um, talk with you and to inform your audience about uh, American Legacy and our brand and uh, join us for our celebration in 2020. We're excited. I, I- we are truly grateful for today's guest. If you are interested in becoming an approved Black Equity Strategic Partner with this company or one in the past, simply send us an interest inquiry to the following email, djm at djmotri.com. Once again, djm at djmotri.com. Let us know your name, your company, your services, and which guest you are interested in partnering with. As an approved partner, you will have exclusive access to our network and have first opportunity at future partnerships as well. Thank you for tuning in and be sure to join us on the next episode of the Black Equity Podcast.